This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Wait, you do not like rice. (laughs) I like a flavored rice. Like I like biryani, for instance. But um, plain rice? Absolutely not. There is no pleasing you. (laughs) I'm sorry, my standards are high. Hey there, listeners, future callers, and cooking enthusiasts. This is Dinner SOS, the show where we help you save dinner, or whatever you're cooking. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Now, some nights, making dinner feels energizing. There can be a rush to making yourself or your loved ones something tasty right in your own kitchen. But some nights just call for ease. (laughs) They call for sweatpants. They call for takeout. Having a steaming plate of pad thai or a chicken parm hero or even just a salad you didn't have to chop yourself appear at your door, now that's luxury. But for our caller, Leah, takeout isn't really an option anymore. And she is bummed. See, a few months ago, Leah found out she was severely allergic to nuts. So that means like some of my favorite takeout items are like totally off the table. I love Thai food and I love Indian food, but like Thai has a lot of peanuts and Indian has a lot of cashews. And so I'm trying to figure out how to bring these like go-to meals and flavors into my life because my attempts have not been quite as good. Here's my question. What have those attempts looked like? Whose recipes are you using? I want specifics. I need everything. Yeah. Um, I've tried making pad CU a few times. Mm. Did you like actually get the pantry staples to make the thing? Like almost all of them. It's like okay. <laughs> I've made it with like oyster sauce and soy sauce and sugar and fish sauce. Mm. Um, and something called it's either golden mountain sauce or green mountain golden sauce. mountain sauce. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't Golden. know exactly what's in it. Okay. Interesting cuz I'm like okay, I mean not to like cast aspersions here. I'm just wondering if maybe you know if you went to more of a definitive recipe that set you up for success but also set clear expectations around the pantry necessary to actually execute the thing. But fascinating. Give me another example of something yeah. that you feel like went sideways and and kind of how it was deficient in your mind. Hmm. I feel like I've I've attempted Thai like red curry before too. And I think like maybe I just need to like, well, in this case, it's a little tricky because I think like using the like curry paste I can find in my stores, like Mm -hmm. my local grocery store is just like not that flavorful. And part of it is finding a curry paste that I can make sure is not processed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So right now, the only safe one I know of is like, I think it's called Thai Kitchen, but it's not that good. 
I don't know. <laughs> they make great noodles. They make great coconut milk, great distribution. Their curry paste falls a little flat. I, we'd have to look into whether Maisery brand is sort of certified nut-free. I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't put money on it, you know? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You might have to make your own. But if you're yeah. making huge batches and then freezing it, not such a problem. Well, and you know, making my own condiments is actually like probably a really good idea because in a lot of sauces I'm like scared mm-hmm. of now, even though like I would love to be able to like buy chili crisp without worrying or buy curry paste. I think like making my own is probably the direction I'm heading. Oh, we're going to get you so set up because here's the thing. Here's what's amazing about the problem you have, whether or not you've seen it as such, you know, TBD, (laughs) is that like you're going to be fine as long as you're willing to put in a little bit of effort into like substituting DIY versions of these things. Yeah. you've loved in a former life, right? It's like, it's not hard to make nut-free iterations of so many kind of like condiments. Now, certain things like oyster sauce, no, you're gonna not going to make oyster sauce from scratch yourself. But like chili crisp, like curry paste, you can make like incredible baller examples of, you know, and we can kind of like maybe get you set up with like a starter pack of things to kind of head you in that direction. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And you had mentioned Indian food as well. Yeah. Are there are there kind of key dishes there that you feel like you're missing right now? Totally. I mean, I love palak paneer. I used to really love korma, like a veggie korma or a sog paneer. Um, I love like butter paneer uh, and I have like a tamarind chutney and a mint chutney at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm able to kind of play with that. But um, Fun. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like two approaches here, right? Like one is to take something in which like peanut feels, you know, intrinsic, right? right? To the definition of like the dish itself. So like, uh, you know, like a kind of like somtum style green papaya salad. I feel like usually you're going to find peanut in there. And what does it mean to not have it there? And is there a substitute that would work? It's like, well, okay, yeah, you can throw a a seed in there. But is that the point? Right. I mean, that feels a little bit unsatisfying to me where it's like you building a red curry paste from scratch. That's like dialing in your heat tolerance preferences and aromatics, etc. That feels like a lot more of a a satisfying proposition. Yeah. To me, that feels more like triumphant rather than like sad. Oh, I'm going to replace peanut butter or peanuts with sunflowers. Like that, that kind of reminds me of like a sad school lunch. Yeah. One thing that I am bummed out about for you is just, you know, your experience of going out to restaurants, you know, has kind of fundamentally changed. Yeah. You know, and it throws some of this work of kind of exploring the culinary world kind of back on you, right? To like kind of try new things, but albeit interpreted by you, cooked by you in your kitchen. Totally. Yeah. I think it's changing the way I interact with food to make it a lot more about me in a way, in a way mm-hmm. that is new because I'm very used to seeing food as like someone else sharing part of themselves with me. But there's some joy in it too, in that like I get to really explore the world of food on my own in a much more intimate way. And like I'll really get to like know the flavors and know what goes into it. And something I was thinking about for 
like whatever you all come up with is I could do like just do a little bit of trying to turn my house into a mini restaurant um like get it sure bring other people yeah, into it have some friends over try and bring some joy back into my culinary mm-hmm. life Well, yeah, what's happening with the I don't, we don't need to talk about it. Why? That's not part of this podcast. But maybe it could be. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. Huh. We're going to move on. All right. <laughs> to help Leah get some takeout-worthy food at home, I called on my wonderful colleague, Shilpa Askokovic. And although she didn't want to answer my questions about the mystery recipes she was working on, at least she agreed about my approach for Leah. I like the latter option. Okay. Better. Where we suggest things that she can cook for herself, which are inherently not free and just showcase that there's a wealth of things that you you don't have to be restricted by. It's more about just celebrating the cuisine. Yes. Right? Especially with Indian food. We do use a lot of nuts. And usually in our curries, we use them as a paste to thicken something. Mm. But the point is that's very easy to sub out by just introducing dairy. Oh, interesting. And it's usually using a nut paste to thicken a curry is generally a substitute for using dairy. Okay, yep. So, you know, you can just swap in heavy cream instead and it'll do the trick perfectly. So Shilpa and I went back to our corners to find some nut-free recipes that scratched Leah's takeout itch. That's after the break. Of Who Smarted Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Leah, welcome back. How have you been? Thanks. I'm good. How are you doing? We're doing okay. I'm joined here by Shilpa. Hi. Hello. Yeah, any any changes to your situation? Um, I have some slightly bad news. Okay. Which is just that I am no longer doing sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. I'm okay. I can't speak for Shilpa. Shilpa, are you okay? <laughs> Very okay. Okay. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> I'm 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 totally fine with that. That makes one of us. I'm gonna miss sesame seeds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sesame is hard. Yeah, but it's okay. I, I've really enjoyed them while I had them. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's that's sad to say goodbye to an old friend. Yeah. Um, well, um, Shilpa, do you feel strongly about going first or second today? <laughs> I'll let you take the lead on this. Yeah. Do you Do you want me to just get in there? Absolutely. Okay, Leah. At first, I was stuck. 
at first I was like, oh, I don't know, like, what is a dish that's going to feel singular and like it really says what I want to say about a solution that I want to offer to you, you know, because I don't want you to just learn how to cook one dish. I want you to be able to find a whole new approach to doing a number of dishes you can then sort of adapt to suit your particular needs or the whims of the moment. So years ago, and I want to say this was like 10 years ago, I worked on this recipe for chicken cow soy. And this comes from uh, an unexpected source in Maine from a restaurant called Long Grain. And the chef there was called Raven. Apologies for any mispronunciations there. And I cooked through this in the test kitchen 10 years ago and had just this, the most visceral reaction of just joy and wonder that I had created it myself because this was, this was kind of like slightly early days in my professional cooking career. And I don't think I'd ever made a curry paste before. You know, a lot of the flavors in this dish were new to me. So cow soy is a sort of wonderful kind of northern Thai soup that can have various ingredients. This one has chicken and it uses a lot of coconut milk and then just like a really wonderfully rich tasting curry paste that you make yourself. Part of me was like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great to just give you a brand that we feel good about recommending that we feel is most likely going to be, you know, nut and seed free. But I don't know that that's quite enough. You know, and I think the ability to make your own curry paste could really put you in good stead because it's a little bit of an investment in work, but it's the kind of thing that will freeze for months. So this curry paste, interestingly, it uses dried New Mexico or guajillo chilies that are reconstituted and turned into a paste. And one of the things I love about this dish is that it's not punishingly spicy, it's like guajillo chilies in particular, they have a little bit of heat or can anyway, but the substance of the paste is not like a super fiery, fresh chili that's going to, you know, just become brutally spicy before any other flavors kick in. So there's this chili paste, then there's some shallots, there's some garlic, there's ginger, there's some cilantro stem, ground coriander, ground turmeric, and then a little bit of curry powder. And that's it. And you could really, truly adapt that framework in any number of directions. If you were able to source fresh galangal, I'm sure there's online sources where you could do so, you could use that instead of the ginger. You could omit the cilantro stem entirely. You could bring in some cumin. You could take out the turmeric if you wanted. You could boost the amount of curry powder. There's a lot of options here. I just want to like kind of signal the versatility. And then, you know, you just, you make that paste, you cook it out, all right, till it's a little bit darkened and you throw in some chicken broth, coconut milk, and then you cook some boneless, skinless chicken thighs in there until they're shreddy and falling apart. And then you serve this wonderful rich stew with, um, you know, you could do egg noodles, you could do rice noodles. You just sort of finish it with a blast of a little bit of sugar and fish sauce to season it up. And it is so good. And at least in my mind, it's very indicative of the kind of dishes, you know, you're, you've been craving. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Very craveable, like very much something I would get at a restaurant and very versatile. And I think it would be awesome for me to learn how to make curry paste. I really think it would be because from there you can branch out into a green curry paste, you know, and use some fresh chili peppers. You can kind of take this and, and really run with it. And I think hopefully it'll demystify, you know, some of that for you. So you'll feel even more confidence when recreating some of those flavors that have been absent from your life. 
Totally. That sounds great. With that one, would you say that it would be workable to substitute tofu for chicken there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Were you a vegetarian? Yes, but not like I'm totally fine with fish sauce or even chicken broth. It's just like the chunks of meat that I generally avoid. Sorry. No, I mean, you could make it totally meatless and it would be delightful and just throw the noodles in there. If you wanted to throw some tofu in there, you could. You could throw, you know, chickpeas or even like cook some lentils into it if you wanted to add some protein and make it a little bit heartier. Yeah. Sky's the limit. Think of it as a framework and not a, a dogmatic recipe. Seems really delicious. Awesome. I have also, I have a DIY uh, chili crisp recipe that I'm going to send as well, just because, you know, it's not like a starring dish to suggest in its own right, but just as something for you to check out. It's just such a wonderful condiment. And again, really satisfying to make on your own. Totally. Yeah, I've been kind of addicted to chili crisp and now I'm kind of avoiding it. So I would love to be able to make it myself and feel safe eating it. That would be wonderful. Awesome. Cool. Shilpa, what have you got for us? Leah, today for you, I selected two recipes that they're both Indian. Um, and one of them is very like weeknight friendly and one is more like special occasion and really brings your takeout experience home. The latter is an eggplant biryani. Mm. Um, and it's a recipe by Asha Lupi. And it's definitely an involved recipe. Um, you know, you have to marinate the eggplant and the spices and the yogurt, then you fry onions, you have to cook the rice. So it's certainly involved, but the end result is very worth it and it freezes really well and it feeds it feeds a crowd. Yeah, this is one that I would make like if you're hosting, you know, a number of people, this is a great one to feed a large group and it's vegetarian. Yes. And if you, it's pretty substantial, so you really don't have to make anything else. Um, serve this, serve like an onion or cucumber right there on the side, and that's it. And you can shave some extra time. The cheat that I always use when I make biryani is instead of frying the onions myself, I generally just buy um, pre-fried onions. Is that uh, a thing? Yeah, it is a thing. Pre-fried it, onions? Yeah. Where do you get pre-fried onions? Well, this one that I buy, well, I guess it's actually pre-fried shallots. Um, Like crispy? Crispy. Not like caramelized, but they're actually just crispy shallots. Yes, yes, yes. And it works just fine. Like the Maisry crispy shallot? Yeah, it's a great substitute. Yeah, no, delightful. Um, It's just faster. And and once you layer it in the biryani, it just sort of like rehydrates from all that moisture. So Mm. it gives you the same effect and it shaves off so much time. So that is one option for you. And the other option that, it's sort of like more weeknight friendly is a tofu and green pea curry that I worked on for our May issue, which, um, you know, it's a take on matar paneer, which is like paneer and green peas, but it features tofu. And this one, <laughs> this one started off. Um, tell, tell her the journey. <laughs> tell her the journey. This one started off as... An Italian dish. <laughs> it did. You kept, what were you trying to make? Like it was putinesca. like tofu putanesca? Yes. Shilpa tried to make. No, wait, wait. I forgot. No. It started off as a tofu dip. You remember? Oh, God. It was like a tofu <laughs> dip. That's right. It was a tofu dip with fava beans in the center. <laughs> <laughs> a plus <laughs> Fava <laughs> beans. <laughs> Calm down, Christopher. <laughs> Honestly, Leah. A plus for effort oh, for God. me, all right? <laughs> but, yeah, you um, really first took it First to... you hit us with the tofu dip. And then. <laughs> and then, well, well, I want to say about the tofu dip. You were so poetic about letting me down about the tofu dip. Um, you <laughs> let me down very gently. You said I had no parachute <laughs> when it came <laughs> 
with that recipe. So in a nutshell, it was there was um, no there was no exit strategy. Um, so then it became a tofu puzinesca, and then it became a saucy version of that. Then it became a less saucy version of it, and then finally it became this. And um, I, like. Shilpa did everything in her power to not make matar tofu. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you made matar tofu. But you, you know, you found your way there your own way. I did. And it's a good recipe. It's a solid I love that recipe. It's just a solid recipe. And it really showcases what tofu is best at. It's complete, like, lack of flavor. Um, and <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it, can, it can take some punishment. Yeah, and that's that's what's great about tofu. It can be anything. Well, apparently it can be tofu, <laughs> but um, it can make a great curry. So anyway, I want I picked these two recipes to showcase that you know having an allergy doesn't have to mean the end of something. You can bring that experience that you're missing into your home. And I just want you to celebrate the fact that there's so much that you can make without focusing on the things that you can't eat anymore. That's wonderful. I love the idea of it being like celebratory and bringing in like a feast instead of just like not having wonderful things and delicious food. No, have people over and knock their friggin' socks off. Just not with peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we sent Leah off to choose a recipe that would help her create that celebratory feast. After the break, Shilpa and I go head-to-head for nut-free recipe glory. Here at Dinner SOS, we love tackling your kitchen issues. But what if I told you there's a way to rescue dinner before it turns into an emergency? With expert insights from the test kitchen, cooking and entertaining tips, and a treasury of over 50,000 recipes, Bon Appetit and Epicurious are your lifelines to rescue any meal. And right now, our listeners can get 20% off an annual digital subscription, including access to the user-friendly Epicurious app. Just use code SOS20 at bonappetit.com. That's SOS20 for a 20% discount on an annual digital subscription to Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Happy cooking. And don't worry, I'll still be here if your dinner plan self-destructs. Hi, Leah. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great, Chris. How are you? Good. Let's talk about dinner and let's talk about you. And um, Michelle, if I understand correctly, you've got some tape of what Leah ultimately decided on. So I decided to go with Shilpa's recipes for the eggplant biryani and then the tofu and pea curry. Both of them? And I mostly chose those two because... It felt like something that would really impress my friends and it felt like a big showstopper moment. And like, I really wanted that like extra special feeling that you get from like restaurant food. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You were like, you were talking yourself up so much yesterday, Shilpa. I was just, I was thinking about yesterday and how I always win. Shilpa Shilpa manifested this. Wow. I sure did. I yeah, really did. She really did. <laughs> At 5.30. The confidence. <laughs> the confidence that she had. The That's arrogance. so funny. I was well, like, unbelievable. 
I, I want to make your recipe too, Chris. It's oh, on. It's, it's okay. On he doesn't need a consolation prize. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's probably good for me. <laughs> Shilpa, a clean sweep, it must be said. Before we get back to Leah, can you give us a brief walkthrough of the eggplant biryani and the tofu and pea curry? Yep, let's start with the biryani. The recipe is involved, but basically you start by making an eggplant masala with yogurt marinated eggplant, sautéed onions, ginger, garlic, tomato paste, crushed tomatoes, and a mixture of ground and whole spices. Then you cook some rice infused with cardamom, bay leaves, and cloves. And you layer that with the eggplant masala, plus some cilantro and chilies. And if you're feeling fancy, you can also do saffron and bake it so all the flavors and textures melt together. For the tofu and green pea curry, you start by browning your tofu and you set it aside. Then in the same pan, you saute shallots, chili, ginger, garlic, tomato paste, flour, some spices. You put the tofu back in the pan with the sauce, add some water and then frozen green peas, cherry tomatoes and a bit of butter, which is optional, to finish it all off. Then you top it with cilantro and lemon juice and serve over rice or with eggplant biryani like Leah did. Let's take them one at a time. The eggplant biryani. This was a dish that when I tried it, it was one of the first things that I tried having returned to the test kitchen environment, you know, and like really remembering like, oh, we're like eating food again together and I'm tasting somebody else's food. Mm. And it was pretty magical, just the layers of sort of spicing and flavoring. But I want to know about your experience of it. I would also use the word magical. It was just so rich in flavors. I think that's what I was hoping for is Mm. that like it would be like the level of complexity that you kind of get used to from restaurants, but don't necessarily put in the effort Mm -hmm. for in your own life, or at least for me. And it totally met that mark. It was so aromatic and delicious and felt like a journey because (laughs) it was fast. Oh, oh no. It it took like, I think like four hours. I like got home from my teaching job and immediately was like, okay, it's 3.30. They get here at six. If I start now, I can like have it in the oven Mm. by the time they get here. And I was successful in that, which was great. Um, Wow. That's, that's amazing that you, that you attempted it. Like after a working day. I don't think I would have ever done that. I should That's have amazing. done it on a Saturday, <laughs> frankly. But I it was still a success and it was it was really fun to make. Um and turned out really, really good. Oh, so happy to hear. I think it's one thing to put a lot of effort and time and resources into a dish and, you know, have it like not quite meet your expectations. But when it does, when you taste something that you made yourself, yet it's somehow it falls outside of like what you would have done yourself, like obviously like left to your own devices, right? It like pushed you in a new direction. It pushed you to perhaps consider some um, spices or techniques that maybe, you know, weren't entirely familiar to you, but it sounds like they really delivered. Totally. I'm like kind of notoriously bad at following recipes because I like to like experiment and like do my own thing. And I was like, not today. Today, I'm going to like follow it to a T. And I felt like, I, yeah, I really did learn new techniques and got to know new spices and flavors. And 
it was, it was really fun actually. And kind of soothing to be like, okay, I'm just going to follow this like as written, no tweaking, no messing around with it. Can you give us an example of like, you know, a couple ingredients that were new to you and, you know, what it was like finding them? The big ones were the Kashmiri chili pepper. For some reason, it was like really hard to find Kashmiri chili powder that was nut free or like had a guaranteed nut free, but I found it. Um, And yeah, spice walla is all nut free, which is great. Oh, cool. cool. So I was able to get that online. Amazing. Kashmiri chili powder for the uninitiated, I mean, it's it's like not as hot as cayenne, right? No, not at it's all. It's like a lot milder, and yet it's like, I don't know, chill put. No, it's vibrantly red, and it's, it's, it's valued yeah. for its color rather than its heat. Um, totally. And my workaround generally is because it's similar to you, like it's hard to find here. So I generally just use a combination of like regular sweet paprika and cayenne. Yeah. So oh, that's good to know. Some, yeah, something too. Yeah, there is a kind mind. of workaround there if you need it. Yeah. And your friends, reaction, thoughts, feelings. <laughs> okay, here's my one thing I'll say. Okay. Something I didn't consider about making this for a crowd is that people are weird about eggplant. And mm. I love eggplant and yeah. like couldn't even, I like forgot about that because I was like, eggplant's awesome. But there was... Uh, there was mostly just one that was like person that was like, I don't know if I want to try the bits of the eggplant. And I was like, that's oh, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, but they I get did. It, they did try it. They did try it. And they were like, it was pretty good. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I feel like that's like a big triumph for this picky eater. But everyone else thought it was great. Eggplant is divisive. It is. And it, especially if it's not cooked well and it's not I like think tender. there's a lot of bad yeah. preparations of eggplant out there. I'm not even going to blame the eggplant itself, but that's just such, such a shame. Yeah. We we had a conversation at the dinner table of people were like, I don't know about eggplant. I think it's slimy. And I was like, how about you reframe it as silky? <laughs> Custardy. Like, yeah. And that sort of worked, but some of them just really couldn't be convinced. But they were convinced more by the food than by my silky comment. Okay, so net outcome, eggplant needs a rebrand, like some better PR. exactly. Tell me more about the tofu dish. It was good. I would say like it was easier and I can kind of like do most of it while the biryani was like stewing and then baking, which was nice. I maybe took on too much for one night. Okay. I don't think you needed it, but it was, I was really good together, to be honest. Oh, I can Um, see that. Those flavors work really well and kind of seamlessly together. And what I thought is in some ways I would make the tofu curry more often. Like I could really see that being in my rotation because I could really pull it off on a weeknight. But then it kind of was like the star of the show really was the biryani. You did two somewhat involved recipes. Yeah, I'm impressed. One night, you know, first time for company. That's wild. You deserve a lot of credit for it. You really do. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's awesome. It, it was fun. And it was, it felt like a big project. And I, I, I'm a project person. So <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Do you feel like you have enough of a direction on like where you go from here in terms of going forward in your, your day-to-day repertoire? Totally. I think like the main, well, I have a few takeaways. I think like one is that like taking the time to really like develop flavors and not being afraid of recipes that are super involved or have lots of ingredients is kind of key to getting that like restaurant level 
food. And sometimes the shortcut is fine, but I think like when I'm really craving that, um, I have to just go for it. And that that's really fun. And then, yeah, I think just like spending time with the spices and like doing whatever kind of toasting at different times with the tomato paste or with the onions and for the right amount of time and kind of getting more familiar with that is helpful. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot that can be said for the amount of work that restaurants are able to put into specific dishes because they can be broken up amongst multiple cooks over multiple days if necessary, right? But don't discount what you are capable of achieving. You know what I mean? This is super fun. And, um, you know, I do highly encourage you to think about those other two recipes, the chili crisp and the cow soy. Not the last Again, minute bit. Again, <laughs> you know, from, they the, are good. from the standpoint of creating flavor yourself from the ground up, being able to control all of the inputs, you know, making sure your sourcing is meticulous and suits your dietary needs. Like they're, they're two great ones. Um, totally. Chris, I have to say I got all the ingredients for the chili crisp and I am planning on it this weekend. Ah, okay. Thank you. Even if yeah. it's not true, I appreciate it. No, all it, it really I just, is I needed true. a win, you know? It really is true. <laughs> and Leah wasn't kidding. A week later, she sent us a follow-up with a little vindication for yours truly. Hi, Chris and Shilpa. I just wanted to let you know that I did try the chili crisp tonight and it was divine. I put it on some stir-fried tofu and veggies and it was amazing. And a lot easier than expected. So thank you, Chris. It was a win for you both. If you have a dinner emergency on your hands, write to us at dinnersos at bonappetit.com or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212-286-7071. You can find the recipes mentioned on today's episode, eggplant biryani, tofu and green pea curry, chicken cow soy, and chili crisp on the Epicurious app brought to you by Condé Nast. Just search Epicurious in the App Store and download today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Dinner SOS is a Condé Nast Entertainment original podcast. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Shilpa Eskokovic. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Cameron Foos is our assistant producer. Jake Loomis is our studio engineer. Amar Lal mixed this episode. Thanks to Gabe Caroga and Jason Sill for engineering help. Next week, listener Alana called us in search of her perfect brownie. I love dark chocolate and I love the texture of like a good, rich, chewy, little crunch on top brownie. But I can eat like half of a bite of one and I'm like, this is disgusting. It's too sweet. I can't eat it anymore. I call them, but they don't have. <laughs> Trust me, Michelle, I sent out you for walked it. right into it. She laid the trap, and you just stepped right fucking through it. What are you thinking? Um, no, it has to be sourced through Shilpa's appropriate I, I, vetted channels. Michelle, Michelle, I'm sorry. 
Hi friends, I'm Cameron Rogers, mental health advocate, mom of two, content creator, and host of Conversations with Cam. This podcast is dedicated to having honest conversations, prioritizing your well-being, and reminding you that no matter what you're feeling, you are not alone. We'll discuss mental health maintenance, the ups and downs of motherhood, the trials and tribulations of life, and have a lot of fun along the way. Whether you're knee-deep in diapers or just trying to keep your sanity intact, this podcast is for you. Expect laughs, maybe a few tears, and hopefully some breakthroughs along the way. Make sure to subscribe and tune in for new episodes of Conversations with Cam every Wednesday morning.